back once again. This is a very momentous occasion. It is time for another exciting adventure with the two half squads. And our very special guest who gives us credibility. Cletus Van Dam. <laughs> A.K.A. Bob Holmstrom. <laughs> Cletus is with us once again. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Boy, it's nice you could make it uh, two shows in a row. Yep. I know how busy you are, and, you know, it's a long drive for you. It is. It's, uh, it takes me about two and a half minutes. Yeah. Um, now, that's if I can make that right turn onto uh, Kennecott there. No, yeah. Walnut, whatever that is. Thomas, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know. It does blow my mind how blessed we are to be all three of us within, like, three minutes of each other it is if have you looked at like the google earth thing with asl players if you are you on, oh, you're on oh, we yeah. do that on the yeah, show we, we, we put talked ourselves about on there yeah, yeah. i need to put myself on there but i looked and i'm like i got real excited there's all these <laughs> pins close by me i'm yeah. like I, I need a new asl person and then i realized it's you guys <laughs> yeah it's kind of a bummer it's like oh <laughs> wait a minute i know all these guys i thought you were gonna say then you realized it was scott holst no, Scott's not that close. <laughs> Chicago ain't that bad. Yeah. You know, there's people out in the middle of Mississippi. Is that a state or is that a river? Yeah, there are. There's people all over Depends the place. Depends on there. if it's a pontoon bridge. Yeah. Underwater. <laughs> Under, yeah. Plus two when you shoot at them and double the points, movement points. That's right. See what we learn well, when we, we are, listen to ourselves? We are lucky that we have such a... Diverse, once again, wonderful community to draw from. And we were talking about, I have a very close friend who actually, Bob Bendis, my sister's best friend, I hope Bob Bendis doesn't mind that I reveal this on the air. If he does, you'll be hearing from his lawyer. (laughs) Yes. My sister's best friend, which was revealed to me at a street fest party as they were talking together with my sister. So I go up, how do you know the great Bob Bendis? And, um... I like, blew my mind with a small community. And the point was that her observation was that these ASL gamers would come over to play ASL with Bob, and she would be like, wow, this dude's like a doctor, and that dude's this, and and they just come on in and play this game. How did she know? Did, would they show up in their scrubs, well, like with I, a stethoscope hanging around? You know, I don't know if Bob would say, oh, this, the- this guy's coming over, he's a doctor from Chicago or something. And But I mean, a real doctor or like a foot doctor? Maybe like just a foot doctor. Or like an atomic scientist Kind of like a foot bridge is under PhD. a normal bridge, so a foot doctor would be below a normal And just doctor. any old PhD. Yeah. It really doesn't count as a doctor. Yeah, you know, no, I'm a doctor. doctor of literature. I mean, you're really not <laughs> yeah. a doctor. Yeah, I mean, you're not a doctor. Ow, I broke my arm. Oh, <laughs> let me read you, you some keys. Re- <laughs> <laughs> you came to the right place. But that further emphasizes my yes. point, yeah. <laughs> which is regardless of your educational level. He reads me Keats and Shelley and jumps on my belly. <laughs> Remember that for Blazing Saddles? No. no, I haven't seen it in too long. But that film weirded me out when I was little. Um, we we are a community. Yep. Yes, we are. And you put away all that kind of trash that prevents people in real life from forming friendships. And you know if you if you lined us all up and we all all Stood the ASLers naked together in a line held hands, it would probably cross the street. It's <laughs> an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. It's a small street. Yeah, ASL hands across the street. <laughs> Something to look forward to. So this is the big episode ninety nine. Ninety nine, and we're oh not going to talk about hundred even on this show no, at all. We won't, we won't mention. Nope. It. We're going to go. We right had a great into... show last time. Yeah, great show. Yeah, mm-hmm. partly thanks to the credibility Bob Cletus lent us. He he loaned it to us, and hopefully he won't ask for it back. <laughs> and 
I believe we have some letters, don't we? I think we In, do. Indeed. Indeed. Would you like me to read the first one? Only Let us if begin. he has the music. Oh, yes, the music. Oh, sure. Orchestra. Band. And the maestro. Maestro, please. Boy, they go from Hayden to Anderson so quickly. They're so versatile. They're very, it's impressive that you, you are able to get them here for your podcast. Yeah. Yep. Every time, too. Bravo! You orchestra. How do I turn them off? Just ask them stop. to stop. Halt! Halt! Works well. And our first letter. Well, first of all, we'd like to say that this podcast is brought to you by great listeners like... Yeah, generous donations. Um, like uh, First names only still, yes? Yes. John. And, and others. <laughs> Joe. Oh, and Joe, right? Thank you very much. Very much appreciated, sir. And also, wait a minute. I think that's about it because... You know, uh, short no, we donations. had another one uh, and we had uh, Lee. Oh, thank you very much, Lee. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. Lee, who so. says you guys are doing a great job. I'm just starting my... Just started my journey into the world of ASL. I'm starting oh, your podcast great. from the beginning. I'm up to number five. Oh, take care, guys, and keep number f- the good work up for us new guys. That's really nice. You know, somebody started. I mean, was that five? When did you guys start? Five years ago? Yeah, yeah. it's been five years and a couple mm-hmm. few months. When was the first episode I was on? Mm, early. Yeah, early, it was, but, it was pretty early. Within the first twenty, for sure. Yeah, I don't remember. It's all a blur. Yeah, it is a blur. It's all a happy blur. <laughs> yeah, but so, Bob has the first letter. From... Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and this is from uh, Joel Schulze. Schulze, Schulze, Schulze. Should I say his last name? No, no. Okay, so let's. Uh, I don't think up. you can. Let's okay. call him Cletus. Yeah. <laughs> all right. First letter is right. from Joe. Joe says, uh, "Greetings from Bear." That's B-E-A-R, Bear, Delaware. I haven't heard of Bear, Delaware. but hmm. uh, My brother and I recently started getting back into ASL again after a 20-year hiatus. Wow. Cool. Very nice. We first started playing Squad Leader in 1978 and played ASL off and on until 1993. Now that the kids are grown and we have more free time, we started playing again. So... It will go on for here, but just did you ever? Do you have any brothers or anybody you gamed with when you were? Were uh... I remember your brother used to beat the snot out of you. You would run yeah, crying into the cornfields. Yeah. Wonder how. Many yeah, although people, I didn't yes. know you were born in Germany until right. This you show. did. I wonder how many people played board games with their brothers growing up. Probably quite a few. <sighs> yeah, no, my brother invented a kind of a, a board game I mentioned before on the show. Mm-hmm. So, and then no, okay. my brother would whack me with a board. <laughs> That's, that's, that's kind board. of a war game. Yeah. Board game. <laughs> that's about all. Yeah. That's about as far as we got. Yeah. That's a board game. Yeah. So Joe has, uh, he says, I have two questions for you. Question number one. Number one. What rules are most commonly missed by players in your games? Hmm. All right. Let's take that topic on. Well, it's so wide open. Good hygiene. <laughs> Bringing, you know, beer, liquor. Yes. You know. to the Knowing when to leave. Knowing when to leave is a big one yeah 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 i know dave a lot of times he's <laughs> yeah. his watch and his watch and i'm like come on dave one more drink yeah <laughs> no man i thought you were gonna say I dave's get, always hanging around yeah, your house like, too late <laughs> bob i've got to get up in 45 minutes yeah. you need to go home <laughs> you need to go home <laughs> um 
Well, in general, right? There's very specific rules to each rule. Yeah. Um, what are myths, though? Missed rules? Yeah, things uh, you miss. I play with guys that don't miss a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, and Now, when I play solitaire, then you miss a lot. <clears throat> there's a lot. I'll just say, Joe, in a general sense, every there's rules that are missed every game. But yes. I don't think there's particular rules that are missed, at least in our group, that are, I think, that we find out that we miss. And yeah. we go back and say, oh, we missed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you miss a lot in a game of ass. Yeah, like he'll take a shot and suddenly a guy will say, "Oh, wait, last last uh, th- two shots ago we didn't count that right. grain field." Oh well, you're maybe you're right. Yeah, and that ob- I mean sometimes it's that obvious. Like, oh, we didn't have that line of sight, but I let you take that shot, so now we're just going to say it exists or not mm-hmm. um but things like smoke people don't tend to do a lot the, right things they, like things they forget to do yeah uh, there's yeah. tactics they forget right. i would say that's a good one smoke uh i even wanted to do smoke dischargers in the game with mark woods and he in fact said before he left we did a two-part game i mentioned last time i'm going to throw smoke dischargers next time you know i really need to do that mm-hmm. and then of course we got back together that Two night, three days later, and finished the game. And I, did you think I remembered to do my SD? Yeah, no. no. I think one that I, that I see forgotten a lot is uh, taking concealment. Mm-hmm. Right, people will I forget was just to take concealment. Concealment gain. Concealment gain is a big one. End of the close combat phase on you. your turn only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, so those are two big ones, actually. If, if rules as far as not intentionally missed, but people forget to do yeah. that, they that would help them. Definitely concealment and smoke. Yeah, maybe deploying. Are, are probably the two biggest deploying. Yeah, the third one. Something that could help you a lot mm-hmm. at times, and then everything else is a. Well, there's just a lot of small rules. Again, they're just yeah. like mathematical mm-hmm. rules that you. Sure. Yeah. Special ammo, which kind of goes along with the smoke when you use vehicles, whether it's APCR. Yeah, or always remember to heat. try that because it gives you that free extra roll if you don't have mm-hmm. that ammo. Right. So. So I would. No, those are. Good. I think those are the. Yeah. Kind of big ones that. Good yeah. question. And he has part Good two. Question. Yeah, and part two. The second one is what rules are misunderstood by players. Um, oh, I would definitely wall. say. I've got a list. Yeah, there is a lot of lists. <laughs> wall advantage. Wall advantage. Route. Oh, yeah. Route, yes. Routing rules I still, are very must. Even yeah. experienced players will misunderstand. Um, yeah. I remember somebody saying, writing on Game Squad or something, if you know the route rules really, really well, you will play a better game of ASL. And there's, oh, and it sounds it, and it rhymes. <laughs> it's true. There's, I, mean, I think that's it's probably not only true. knowing how you route, but how understanding how your opponent has to route yes. his units, so that you can take advantage of that. Exactly. Right, because yep. you tell them like uh, Mark and I too. Mark was like, "Well, I'm going to route over here." I'm like, "No, you're not. You're going to route mm-hmm. to that nearest right. woods or, or building, building hex." That's not. But how come? Yeah, then he's like, "How come unit? you ignored that one? Because yeah. that was equal With distance, distance, but this yeah. one's not." Right. And so that right there is is massive. <coughs> mm-hmm. And if you read that two page comprehensive route example, mm-hmm. is that now oh, in the yes, rule book? It is. Yes. yes, it was originally yes, in an annual or journal. Mm-hmm. Boy, that'll open your eyes. That yeah. thing is massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's worth definitely worthwhile. Sit down for mm-hmm. half an hour and read that thing. Yeah. Set it up and. Move the guys. Yeah, move the, yeah. Move the cardboard. Because the other thing, especially if you're getting bad, back in, is particularly now the number one way you eliminate 
enemy units is failure to round them out. And boy, that was, yep, that, mm-hmm. I've won a lot of games that way. In fact, mm-hmm. when Mike had brought his half-track around the back of those buildings I mentioned last show, right, he was trying to get that routing thing. Yep. Luckily, I had a mortar right down that road protecting the back yeah. and took out that half-track, but he would have mm-hmm. eliminated units for failure to route. Yep, absolutely. Uh, other rules? I would say maybe a little more advanced, but um, bounding fire with vehicles. <laughs> yeah. That's a little more advanced, so maybe yes. if you're just getting back into the game, but that's a, that's a big one, and there's some good articles out there to, um, to read that, that yes. talk about bounding fire. Someone did an example. might have been Picavage, um, the man who won't post any acknowledgement of our podcast on yeah, that's so called comprehensive. It's kind yeah, of I don't a even, I, I have refused I refuse to go to his website. I think I really actually should. have, I do because he hasn't put you guys on there. Yeah. How could he not? I mean I know, this is like this is like groundbreaking mm-hmm. new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well it's very, not in quality, but it's in very in content. vogue to ignore us though. <laughs> yeah. Anybody so, east of MMP. Ohio does ignores <laughs> us pretty much. <laughs> that east coast bias yeah <laughs> so yeah. someone had written that article it, it illustrated that the tank can move by a unit in the woods fire some kind mm-hmm. of bounding fire you know mark mccavage did do a thing on that in but i swear he ripped that off for me oh how how so <laughs> because i had illustrated it a few years ago when a, a player on the forums was asking about vehicles and how and i, I used oh. that same example Almost exact same. Mm-hmm. You can go, you can pop smoke here, then you can move on, you can shoot at Bounding the next fire. guy, and then you can freeze the third guy. And yes, so you can take I out think you're right, Bob. It's, it, now, you know, that's not genius. I mean, I didn't come up with I, it. Other people have. I just, it seemed like exactly the same thing I'd written on the forums <laughs> years ago. But, you know. And I think it's genius. Could I rely on you to, like, when But it wasn't me. I mean, I learned that from... Yeah. You know, yes. other people. Yes. So, I mean, it's sure. nothing that I made up. Sure, but you're you're my tutor when it comes to the vehicles when mm-hmm. we play. Like, you took that vehicle that had that massive movement points, 30, I don't know, what the heck was that thing? Was a little the, crappy vehicle. A greyhound? Yeah, like a greyhound. And he, draw, like, overruns somebody, and then he turns around, then he goes, shoots at them, then he comes back over <laughs> for another Like, Bob, this is a little crappy vehicle. You're supposed to just <laughs> stick it in the side of the and not move it. <laughs> but you know how you learned, because I remember we played a scenario not too long, maybe a couple years ago, and you had a little crappy Italian tank and you overran Did my I German t- squad in the in the road. Oh, good for me. Panzerfaust good for me. Ran me <laughs> and I don't care me. about your darn yeah, things. Yeah. So, yeah, that stuff is really good, mm-hmm. good rules that are missed. It is good. So, Joe, those are, um, I guess, I hope we've done well answering your, your questions. Um and you have a, a last comment here. You say, I hesitate to play people on Vazel as I don't want to be a burden on more advanced mm. players. And some rules like OBA are difficult to grasp. Thanks for any feedback. Um, I, I would say just there's so many people that will be willing to play you on yes, Vazel. absolutely. And all you have to say is, you know, I'm, I'm new. I don't know a lot. Things like OBA. And there will be many experienced players that they will be happy to play you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely um, true. And um, the other thing I would say is if you're in Delaware and if you really, uh, you know, there's some good tournaments out your way, go to one of them, uh, you and your brother, take a weekend and have a brother's weekend and go to a tournament and you'll learn uh, a massive amount uh, about the game in a weekend and have a great time. Absolutely. So thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, good letter. 
Thank you. <clears throat> Got a letter here from uh, Make. From I think he's from oh yes greetings dear Jeff and Dave, greetings from us ASL players in Singapore. I tried to download episode ah. thirty one from your homepage, but it kept getting an error. I fixed that. Thank you very much uh, in advance. Keep going with your fantastic show. We love it. Thank you very much. And when they do encounter technical problems, Jeff, is that, I mean, I don't fix those. You do. So. I fix those. Is that easy to do? You'll have to train me. Usually. <laughs> he looks in I the robot. I mean, it's just something. It's a, <laughs> it's a broken link or something. But we do need them to notify us, right? Yeah. Otherwise, we don't know. Otherwise, we don't know. Oh, the link is broken. Yeah. So, and it pops up every once in a while. So and there's a group of ASL players in Singapore. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how many he didn't say. He didn't uh, say. Too many. Mm-hmm. Five or six hundred, probably. Yeah, only. Could be. yeah. And from Jack Dempsey, a little uh, comment on our post. Interesting podcast. Enjoyed the interview with Bill and the history of how Festung Budapest came about. Did I miss something or was the comedy absent from this episode? Jeff, somebody actually noticed we didn't do a comedy bit. Yeah. And I actually sure. never noticed you guys ever did comedy, so <laughs> I guess uh, I'm in the minority there. Yeah. Okay, get out, Bob. Get out now. Cletus. We are inviting you to leave. <laughs> Cletus. So, yeah, well, he recognizes that those things we do at the beginning of the show are comedy bits, and that it was absent from that show, and we often do that with uh, interview shows. We don't put comedy bits at the beginning, sometimes just out of respect for the person we're interviewing, sometimes just because... Just because. So, just so happens that it makes that episode much more um, valuable, I think, I, our, I our interview with Bill Cirillo. We got a lot of good totally. feedback from that, right. mm-hmm. that particular say, episode. People said, guys, you guys, this is your best show ever. Well, we didn't do anything. We just let Bill talk, and he spoke very well right. about it. And that's yeah. usually your best episodes. But just yeah. to defend you guys a little <laughs> yes. bit, I mean, really, Thank the, you. The, you know, the, the term for comedy really is just having a happy ending. You know, it's not that it has to be funny, just that at the end, that's everybody's true. happy. So, that's right. You know, it doesn't mean you have to laugh. In Shakespearean terms, a comedy just means just that. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that'd be more of a Greek term. Not the, uh, not the, uh, okay. massage, anyway, not the massage parlor term. Well, this from Mr. Burris, Jim in oh. St. Louis. Burris is sending you guys emails? The great, wonderful Jim Burris. We like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, it says here the posting, it's a posting that Doug put on Game Squad with the results of the tournament that none of us got to yeah, get to. Yeah, the first time year. in 13 years I missed it. Is it 13 mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it said, Jim toyed with the idea of a bracket or going with the last undefeated player, but in the end, went with a standard point system and playing the full five rounds. So, translation, no undefeated players this year. Mm-hmm. No one went, like, five and hours. And that's been common. I The first two times I won that turn, or two times I won, I was four and one both times. Okay, and that's continuing, because well, mm-hmm. there were four gentlemen at four and one this year with point totals showing the winner to be Craig Walters. Yeah. And so, I don't have no Craig for a long time. Do you? In St. Louis, and it's great to see him win. Has he won before Never. now? Or? Nope, he has not. So, congratulations so to congr- Craig. Yeah, congratulations, Craig. He's been Craig. working out. So, <laughs> He's been working out. <laughs> He's a good player. It's good to see him see him win, uh, win the tournament. So. Yeah, and West Vaughn was second place. What a shock. 
The only shock is he didn't win. So. Oh, okay. So Wes, I was gonna say, don't say that. You'll insult him. Oh, uh, Wes wins. I think he's won it like five or six times. So. And Doug Kirk third. Yeah. We mentioned Doug mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And Brian Weirsma fourth place. Mm-hmm. I think Brian. he's from the East Coast. I think he he like uh, came out. I think I talked to Jim after the tournament, so he gave me the whole breakdown of oh, what happened and, and everything. So. All right, so thank you, Jim, for that uh, tournament results. Mm-hmm. And I think, by the way, that's keep that format. It keeps everybody involved on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Good Because point. if you have a loss, oh, you're if out. you lose on the first round, you can still win the tournament. Yeah. You know, it still gives you incentive to, you know, yeah. to keep to hang going. in there. Yeah. yeah. Did they have a good turnout, did he say? He, they had a very good turnout. Oh, good. And that was with zero Chicago people yeah. showing up, yeah. which is unusual. Usually there's three or four. So, yeah. Uh, they would have had a record turnout if all of uh, I had went, you guys, or some of the, you know, the Chicago people went. Yeah. So. Jeff, any more? Uh, no, I think that's it for letters. Thanks, everybody, right. for writing. Keep it up. We love to hear from you. Excellent letters, but you know what I like even better than letters? I know what Bob likes even better than letters. What's that? What's in the box? What? What's in the box? Louder. Did you not hear it? What's in the box? What's in what the box? is in the box? There, doing his own reverb. Yes. 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 All right. What's in the box? We have ASL Annual 89. Yeah, we're going <laughs> way back, folks. Mm, wow. Where can people get this today? How far back are we going? 89. To 89. 1989. Oh. In fact, when I emailed Bob, um, what's on the or um, Cletus, yeah. <laughs> what's on the schedule for tonight? Um, we're going to review uh, ASL Annual, the first one. Wow. The first one. Was that called 89? And it was. And the pages are all yellow. It's, what is that? Parchment? Oh, come on, yeah. man. All yellow oh, and come on. flaking away. This is great class. Look at the ad. Ad for what, Bob? The Last Hurrah. Uh-huh. Look at that. Full page, colorful. Ad. You know what I like about that ad? What that product actually came out. Yeah, I've well, seen other think, advertisements yeah. for. There's actually an ad for Hakapale. Uh, yeah, there's an ad for Hakapale in here. Yeah, in probably. here in '89. Yeah, Hakapale was actually the and first. Was scheduled to be the first ASL module. Right, that was. That was supposed to come out in 1990. Look at that ad. Oh, Hollow Legions. Full page oh, descriptive yeah. ad. I mean, I love that. And then here's our first article called "A Nation of Workers: Utilization of American Manpower and Material in ASL" by Craig F. Posey. Uh huh. And I started rereading this once again. I reread this whole magazine. Yeah. Okay. Look at the research I do for this show. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's, it's more impressive yeah. than the research that Craig F. Posey did for this <laughs> oh, new article. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not hardly, Jeffrey. You're right. That's a lot of words. A lot of tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny. tiny. Yeah, I wrote that in a later note. And there's no print pictures. is tiny. No. Look at that. What is it? What are those? This is like from a different between era. The paragraphs. It there. is a I different even, It looks era. like a barcode from here. This guy mm-hmm. wrote a crud load, and at first or is I'm it a like musical score. No, these are his little um, range and hexes. He, he, oh. Okay. So what he does here is he takes I think I the, could play that on the guitar. <laughs> he probably could. He takes the American troops, and he, he breaks them into statistics. Now, the statistics were lost on me then, and they're lost on me now mm. pretty much. I mean, I get the general idea today. 
but he has a background history about um, here, for example. Yet even all these resources did not meet the need for leadership. By the end of 1943, the breakdown of officers was 15,000 regular army, 19,000 National Guard, 180,000 reserve and ROTC. I mean, that's how it reads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A bit dry for my normal tastes. Then he gets into the, the original squad leader scenarios. The average American leadership modifier was neg 1.05. I mean, he's averaged all this out mathematically. Wow. This is the days of the mathematical crunch. The yeah. number crunch. The number crunch, yeah. wouldn't you say, mm-hmm. for ASL. And yet, uh, so it's not practical to help you necessarily play your game. I did start to really enjoy um, the article. And it got into support weapons. Unlike the Soviet player, the Americans suffer from plethora of available equipment. Look at ASL scenario dates, reveal... And again, it's an analysis like that with little charts and graphs, artillery and guns, major traits of the Americans in the ASL, armor and transport. Wow. And there, hmm. look at that. Would make a great Broadway show, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> exactly not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does try to talk about, well, they have weapons that, you know, their, their morale breaks, but they rally easily. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of combat, what to expect from your troops, and he does a pretty good job of tying that all together there at the end. Right. And I imagine 1989, probably pretty relevant as far as an ASL player. As a totally new player, mm-hmm. and it's all new stuff, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Brings real credibility to the game mm-hmm. and the design of the game and whatnot. And I wonder mm-hmm. about a guy like Craig F., Posey. Posey, because I've never heard of him since playing ASL. You're right. Yeah. So, and I think you see that in a few of the older articles. So, what happened to Craig F. Posey? That's a very, very good point, Bob. So, Indeed, you're right. Maybe about that. he's Google not. Him. He's not a player. <laughs> yeah, I will. Google up Posey. Can you do that? I will. Craig F. Posey. Maybe he doesn't play. Maybe he just came in and does. The, it comes in, does the analysis, does and the then moves on analysis. to something else. Yeah, but man, jeepers. And then you get your scenarios, Trevor and I's Bridge. Maybe he's playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, he could be. <laughs> Bofors bashing, descent into hell, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. A question, next article, a question of balance. Guess what, Bob? What scenario <laughs> are they questioning? Um, that would be ASL Scenario 9. Which was recently done as a ASL Extra episode mm-hmm. by Dave and Dave. Right. And... To the Square. To the Square. And I was like, <laughs> right after we finished that episode, mm-hmm. I, I got to this page, mm-hmm. and I'm like, holy crud, I forgot this existed. Yeah. Um, they're questioning the balance of the scenario we did for a replay, which, wow. had I done my homework, mm-hmm. I might have skipped this scenario, maybe. But one player... Um, the Russian, Howard Sylvester, insists that they have the advantage, mm-hmm. and Eugene Murrell insists that the German have the advantage. And So it's kind of a little crossfire. A little crossfire. Mm-hmm. But it's just paragraphs. And, and again, have you heard I, of either I, of those? I was just going to say, Bob's mm-hmm. making this brilliant observation. Mm-hmm. Who are these two people? Mm-hmm. Actually, Sylvester, no, I thought I played him in mm-hmm. a tournament. Howard. No, I played a Randy Sylvester. Sylvester. Mm-hmm. 
Silvestri. Ah, that was a Silvestri. Yes, not a Silvestri. So you're right. And this part I love, Jeff. They they run this whole page, of course, in the day of listing every board and what the terrain is. So now, all ten of them. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thirty-three boards. Oh, there were thirty-three boards. And deluxe there. A through H, and they yeah. list like, okay, board one, city, stone buildings, module, squad leader. But for some reason, I love that. Everything was just so manageable and understandable. And right. Now, if you did that, there would be five pages of, <laughs> of boards. boards. Yeah. yeah. And I just loved it. Be, oh, this one With has tennis village. courts and <laughs> and the girls and girls school. high school. Yeah. yeah. And you have some deluxe scenarios. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine they put those in there because the deluxe modules were just released, right? Because I see how the first scenarios are deluxe. So, you know. Yeah. Here's a redo on the borderline. Right, that was a remade yep. Finland one. Right. I love that yep. one. And then the next article: the evolution of small unit tactics by guest John Hill. You are correct, Jeffrey. <laughs> I've yeah, never read right, that. that Have a, you read that, that article? It's a classic article. And I just Good. reread this article. It's a whole lot of history yeah. in the early days. In fact, John Hill referred a lot to this in his. Interview with uh, who was it that interviewed John Hill? Oh, might that be would the be the two squads. squads. Oh, you know, I keep visiting Pacavage's page and I don't realize they exist yet. So, yeah. um, you should well, stop. You know, he did a, he did an interview with John Hill, which was much better than your guys. Oh, did so, he actually? Yeah, he mentions that in fact his interview with John Hill was much better than anyone <laughs> yeah. else's. Did he write it? He up didn't actually what? say the two half squads, but he said yeah. that. Other people's yeah, the other people not near as successful as this. <laughs> so, just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> other people's. We should pull our Mark Pitcavich interview because we interviewed him. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we get should right pull off the history. Of the just whole put show. a big yeah. blank. There. But then that would mean episode one hundred is only ninety nine. Well, I'd be willing to go the extra. Well, you don't episode. have to take the whole episode out. <laughs> just take you know. Oh, just bleep yeah, out. Him. Just bleep him out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I we don't want to be unkind or petty. <laughs> I think I think everyone knows that we're joking about Mark. <laughs> of yes, course, we love Mark. Yeah. We do, yeah. and we kind of do. <laughs> I mean, kind of joking. No, I'm hundred percent joking. Kind of love him, but in a normal kind of manly way, not that kind of manly way. And when, this is a quote from the article, and when they weren't fortifying or blitzing, they would be constantly moving about, filtering through back alleys, crawling through sewers, darting along rooftops. It was a new, citified concept of fire and maneuver in the early stages of the heavy fighting around which which city? Stalingrad. There you go. The Germans, used to, used to the blundering Russians, quote, were very much punished by the cunning that these same Russians displayed in the city. At the outset, it was the Germans who found their infantry tactics for the first time in the war inferior to the enemy. The initial German reaction was to quickly bring in more and more of their best equipped and trained small units. These were their pioneers and who treated each building as a bunker and went about reducing it with heavy infantry weapons and so on. I mean, that that's good reading. That's good yeah. reading. It's good writing. John Hill. Yeah. Good John job. Hill. Too bad he doesn't like ASL. Well... As yeah, we, it is kind of as sad. we found out in our interview. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but neither does Scott Holst. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and neither do I. No, this, <laughs> I just well, suddenly. And, and you just said, Dave, you didn't like it last episode. Did I say that? Yeah, you, said I, that. you weren't having fun. You weren't having fun. Yeah, 
I yeah. take it all back. Yeah. If you were playing regular squad leader, not advanced oh, not squad advanced. leader, you probably would have Then you'd be having fun. You would have been having fun. <laughs> this show is just too much fun. <laughs> but, continuing, the, a little later, the commitment these elite formations bought the time needed for the regular line units to learn the urban trade to fight in Stalingrad. I mean, just, I thought, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. Wow. You know? And then here he talks about the squad deployment. Man one, he's a squad leader. He leads the patrol. We know that. Man two watches the right. Man three in the line watches the left. Man four watches the front for squad leader signals. Man five watches the right. Man six watches the squad leader. And man four for signals. Man seven watches the left. And man eight watches the rear. This is not at all how it works in ambush. Oh, okay. no. So man seven <laughs> is on point. So <laughs> really? That's the guy you don't like, so he goes on yeah, point. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> okay, man one and two are in the back. Ambush the game for <laughs> those of you who didn't. Well, yeah, because, you know, yeah. you, you're we're man one and two. Oh, you, right, right. You don't so want to get shot or yeah. jump on a mine or right. anything. You're sending, you know, man seven and eight out front. And, I know. see what you're saying yeah. there. Yeah, which makes sense. Yes, it does. I mean, yeah. they, they may say technically that's how it Man worked, one. But I could only imagine if I was a squad leader, I'd be like, okay, Man, eh, you're up. Yeah. Man number <laughs> yeah. 10, you go to the front. I will hang front. back. <laughs> I will hang back and lead. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I will lead from the be- from the rear. Well, you you have to manage your yeah. people. I yeah. mean, you know, you can't manage from the front. Yeah, and they can't manage themselves. That's anarchy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And we know what that's anarchy a- leads to. Yeah. More anarchy. Democracy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and this wonderful article, Jeff, what's that called here? Piper's Lament. Uh-huh. And this introduced the counter that was the... The bag Piper. Yep. Piper. Oh, the bagpiper. Right. Poor oh, attempted no. humor is most yeah. ASL Poor. humors. You didn't like it? Yeah. I, most of those are humor in ASL. It's just, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I kind of liked it. Oh, did you? Oh, did yes, you? I, I did. mean, yeah. Yeah, Dave, it was real funny. <laughs> I really I got a hoot out of it. Because Bob realizes if you disagree with a person's sense of humor, you're saying there's something inherently wrong with them. I never said that. But that's true. Cletus did say that, but Bob did not. Random pipes <laughs> destruction. Come on, who couldn't laugh at that? Bob. I mean, Cletus. <laughs> yeah. A whole page of letters, like actual written letters. Oh, wow. Yeah, much mm-hmm. like we read on this show. Mm-hmm. And then the great article, and Jeff's familiar with this one. Gunned up in the desert. Yeah. That's a great article, by the way. Because by Mark you... Nixon. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. Which Mark is still? We know he's he's still, still around. He's still he doesn't around. game much. He wasn't around. at the. Yeah. We've never interviewed Mark Nixon. No, he would be good. Oh wow! Looking at these letters, by the way, I was reading one. There's one from Scott Holst. Oh no, dear Avalon Hill, why are you suck so much? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, yeah. He's making that up. Because actually, when I read the letters, too, I was looking for names I would know, mm-hmm. and I didn't see any either. No, no. Robert Orff, Martin Hubley, Tom Griffith, Scott Tomazic. Thinking, haven't met them at tournaments. Where are they now? Let's get them all back into yeah. the fold. Yeah. And it, this is now this is a no, good gun, article. Because it, it has article. pictures. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, because it's gunned up in the desert by Mark Nixon. Now, he points out, oh, I highlighted stuff. I'd like to get this information out here to you listeners to help you actually learn something valuable from this experience. That'd be nice. 
And um, a change of pace. <clears throat> yeah. The range modifiers of enemy to hit chances for 40mm and 57mm ATGs offered much better protection than I'd ever experienced in Russia against those 75mm guns I had faced in Russia. That is, although the enemy could see us approaching from a great distance, that same great distance itself in, dictated that their fire fell to the to hit ranges I had rarely, if ever, seen. This meant, in my own logic, if they're shooting at you, you're on you're in trouble, no longer applied. I think he's saying that the ranges of certain weapons are not as good as other weapons. And so you, when you're out in the desert, you have these really long yeah. ranges. And, 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 Jeff, and you when think, you play, oh, that's, oh, and you think, oh, that, that'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Look, look how far I can see. But yeah, right. if your guns aren't accurate to that distance, then what right. difference the does it make? Smaller caliber guns are less effective. Yeah. Yeah, is the gist of that. And, and Mark writes this as if it's a guy out on tour with Rommel, which creative. Mm-hmm. Boy, they don't do creative like that anymore either, do they, in the journals these days? Yeah, oh, sure they do. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do. Yes. I'm still trying to get my name on a counter. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, oh, yeah. Journals are better than ever. Right. And, you know, and um, there were Swedish soldiers that fought for the Finns and so in hockey poly there could be yes. a Holmstrom maybe. Oh, oh no then. doubt. No, no there, doubt. There really could be a Holmstrom counter. Timonen, Holmstrom, yeah. Hallett. Could be why they're holding up the whole thing. This and, could be. They yeah. figured out how to spell it last yeah. <laughs> What's that article about, Dave? Um, in the desert. So one thing he, oh, Mark that's points out here okay. is yeah. that you move in two different platoons of tanks, uh, three each, and when the one crosses in front of the other, it like takes away their act or something. Right. Well, there's the there's the there's the the, uh, the dust. 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 He's talking about dust in the yeah. desert, and that's yeah. You basically hide all the the vehicles when you run it that way. So, wow. And mm-hmm. to quote, interruption for even just a brief instant instant by these the three uh, three dust clouds was sufficient line of sight disruption to free us from all acquisition yeah yeah smart so crossing in front of each other to block and take away acquisition of the enemy well mark so nixon was like the first i think first real good asl writer as far as writing about tactics and and things so i mean I wonder, I know that's a tactic, obviously, for ASL, but was that a tactic that actually occurred in North Africa? Is that something they actually used? That's a good question. Yeah. I would assume, yes, they would use dust. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. I I thought they used it more, and I could be wrong, to hide the infantry coming behind Mm. the vehicles. Like the infantry would follow behind the vehicles, and the dust would obscure... You know, well, that helps provide too. Provide like a smoke screen to obscure the the infantry coming behind. Yeah. Yeah, and out in the desert, you want that plus modifier. And he talks on more about um, the sun blindness, hull down, oh, yeah. availability of the minor terrain variations out there, uh, movement modifiers, and using those kind of things to your best advantage. Um, Here's one. I use my advanced fire phase to make a free covered arc change rather than trying to fire while in motion, pivoting to put my heavier frontal armor. That's something mm-hmm. that Bob has also been teaching me. Yeah. So instead of shooting, which is my normal inclination. Well, you can shoot too with it. Oh, you can turn. You can turn, you can and, turn shoot and shoot. You can turn and shoot. 
Oh, right. But you can turn, yeah. You, but even if you don't want to shoot, you can still turn your covered off. So going back to our last episode when mm-hmm. uh, a listener wrote and said, what are some rules that people forget? That's one that they forget is that they can oh. turn turrets. Turn or turn the or, covered or arc. Or turn the covered arc, mm-hmm. yeah. And another article, Man and Superman, Utilization of Russian Manpower by Craig. Craig Posey, Posey. again. Craig. So two articles. <laughs> and to be honest, I skipped the beginning of this because I thought it would be a lot of statistics about how they were unequipped for the war and then they were more equipped for the war. And then it got into, again, their artillery guns. It's much like the United States one, mm-hmm. right? Saying, well, you know, since this weapon is kind of slow moving, yet it has a high rate of fire, you know. And there is some little things like that in there. And then there's a comprehensive index. Of? Squad leader, right? Well, squad leader through, yeah, which didn't exist before, through GI. Oh, okay. Um, For the rules. Right. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, right, the first few annuals had squad leader content, not just ASL. Right. And some of these scenarios are SL scenarios, like this is a beta la probe, SL scenario A2. Okay. Which, yeah, I've never played because... I don't do, do you know when they SL. which annual quit doing any no. I think it was, was like it the third? Third, I was going to say yeah. early. Yeah. Point being early, right? Yeah. Yeah, they quickly dumped that all off. And um, of course, the very famous Oh. Incremental. Oh, the incremental I'm not even sure what that means. I I really, I just see a blank page there. I'm not really (laughs) seeing anything. Bob's not a fan. I couldn't believe it came out in the first annual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I thought it was much later. The IAFT. No, it's probably Craig Posey. Grinding his numbers, he probably ground out the incremental IFT. Now, there's an article there on the the left that you glossed over there. My note says... How to win an ASL tournament. Read this on the air. But we're not going to do that, are we? Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, But in general, okay, I'll try and... Okay, can I highlight it quickly? Sure. This is by Mark... uh, John Michon. He's a famous name, Mm -hmm. although I haven't seen him at tournaments. Yeah, I'm not sure he plays anymore. But yeah, he was famous definitely in the early... Yes. John Michon. Mover and a shaker. One, reread the rules twice, slowly. Two, play every published scenario at least twice, yeah. Okay. <laughs> harder and harder to do. But you, back, you better get going, Dave. Back in '89. Right. Yeah, I three. guess that was a achievable goal in those days. As Bob Holmstrom has said, I mean Cletus has said, play in one major tournament to lose. Right? You're going to go in a play to lose. Go in. Well, I mean just. You never play to lose. What's what, was it, what the hell is he well, talking about? I agree with John. <laughs> if there's some sort of award for playing to lose, <laughs> yeah. I think I might have a hope. Right. You know, when I was thinking of throwing smoke in my game with Mark Woods, I just I, I just give up winning. Focus on learning to throw smoke dispensers. Okay. Play to lose. Define your goals. Number four. Yeah. To win. Oh, win. He says if you finish in the top four, you have won. No, you haven't. Yes, yeah, you really. have. Yes, you have. If, if you, you don't first, go home you're last. Big, no, big, no. <laughs> These guys are horrible. Don't listen to them. I mean, but it's but it but it says how to win an ASL tournament. 
He says, then if, okay. you're, if you're the top four, you've won? It's not a great article. I <laughs> yeah, and notice how small the article is. Yeah, it's and only a column, but a column. very fine print, as Jeff had it pointed is, out. It is fine. Number five, listen to your body. Listen. If you need sleep, just forfeit the game. Do you need to like, to redo bed. your chakra? Or he's, saying, <laughs> he's saying don't drink too much. Eat good food. Yeah. Eat good food. Okay, I made that. that my mom would say that. Eating mom, too much I, I, junk I, I, food I, I or drinking it. too much coffee. How do I win ASL, mom? And screw up Eat your, your game. broccoli. What do you mean? Every tournament I've won, I've been hammered. <laughs> I mean, and I think certain players have been very. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Let's see Okay, number Try six. Try smelling your body. Don't listen to it. <laughs> Smell it. I think he's really. It really is a typo. How not to win an ASL tournament is really. <laughs> Mr. Mishan, I apologize for this podcast. Yes. Please still be interviewed on our show in spite of the abuse these people are giving you. Six. Practice at least four. Do your own scenarios. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree. Okay, even I read that and went. Okay, the Jim Beam just came out Bob's yeah. nose. <laughs> It's it's fine bourbon. It's, no, that doesn't help you. Isn't, Even if it comes okay. through the nose. Wouldn't we change that to play each of the scenarios listed as on the list twice? Once yes. the defender, no. once as the attacker. No. Just nobody does that. I thought you did that. No, never. Mike Stupid says that. How many tournaments is that? I do. <laughs> he hasn't read the article. No, not do your own no. scenarios. He says do your own in this article. That's crazy. Yeah, you wouldn't do your own. No, you, you would just go play the ones they play list. the tournament scenarios. Yeah, I would think. I've I've tried to play some of the scenarios. Yeah, and I'll play some. But I'll tell you, the the tournaments I've won, almost all of them, I've never played the scenarios before. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, very <clears throat> interesting, sir. And number seven. I'm afraid to read it. Yeah, I'm afraid for go. you to read. Yeah, I'm afraid re- for you. Remember <laughs> that when. <laughs> Winning gamblers play the odds. All too often, the 15th hour of play brings the desire to go for it, regardless of the game turn. Sure, I've seen it work. More often, you'll get zapped by the dice, play the game to use all the turns there are. Okay. okay. All well, right. Well, maybe. Right. Yeah. Okay. I can see all that. All right, John, how many turbots you want? Zero. <laughs> okay. <All> right. <laughs> well, but thank you for writing but, that. Yeah. Yeah, to give us something to talk about on the air. (laughs) That kind of makes sense. And number eight, if the if the game if the scenario has ten turns, don't try to win in the second turn. Yes, or third turn, or fourth. Oh, do you really? Yeah. If you can take, if you can win, yeah. Oh, let's think of the game that Kleinschmidt lost. Stupid, Mm -hmm. idiot, stupid. Stupid, stupid. Did I say, Mike? I apologize on the air. You're saying that you did something you did stupid. Something. I did something stupid. Yeah. He shot right up the middle, and I lost as the idiot because I didn't cover that building, thinking yeah. I didn't even know. He could get... There you go. As Bob's saying, play. If you see an opening, hit it hard. I always play early, to right? try and win on the first couple of turns. Just blow the guy out, make him quit. When I say any any time play a tournament, because the longer it goes, the more things can go against you. Yes. If you can find an advantage early on and try and win right away, like Mike did. win right away. Exactly what Mike did. Mm-hmm. He came right up the middle with those half tracks, unloaded in the victory buildings, and I was just dumbfounded. And recovering from then on. So, number eight. Last and most important. 
<laughs> okay. He can't this, even read he it. He can't read it. Is this about chakras? Yeah, kind no. of. Okay. Remember, when you're hot, you're hot. And when you're not, you got to smile and say rats. <laughs> My mom says rats. I mean, I don't know anybody else who uses We've seen a tournament game when a U.S. leader escaped a prisoner status to win a scenario. and He's just saying, be a good sport. Is that what he's saying? What does that have to do with, with winning? winning? Nothing. <laughs> You should Nothing always be at a all. good sport, winning or losing. Okay. I think that was a very, very good article with the incorrect title. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're right. It, just, it, it should, should be called, like, how to play at a tournament. Yes. Yeah. You're exactly or what to right. expect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then we have, look at this, Jeff Hallett, who we interviewed on the show, updating the oldies. Oh, Jim Stoller. Jim Stoller. His first, I can't believe, it goes back this far, 89. His first updates of the why? Old how old do you think scenario. he is? Well, when we interviewed him, remember, he was just talking about, "Oh, I'm updating these oldies. I forgot." Oh I've, yeah, he's been he's been, been doing, doing it for it a for long years. time. Yeah, yeah like as Bob 50, said, it's like sixty years. You guys played this one here. What's that called? Chateau uh, de Quesno. There you Quisno. go. And that's an old update. Um, and this one was ones I love because, of course, they star the Finns. Yep. And Those it, are some that I remember. Quite vividly from my ute. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Silent Death. That was the first day I ever They all come won. in. Oh, really? Yep. My, my brother let me play the fence. So. Jeff, we got to play this. They, know. they all come in. And they just massacre the Russians <laughs> and then they ski off. wonder what the uh, roar is on yeah, that. Probably like 50 to nothing. <laughs> or maybe 50 to one. <laughs> well, but Stoller redid it, so it's hopefully balanced. But um, yeah, they come in on skis. The Russians are sleeping. Russians can withdraw. They got to kill them all, and then like I don't know, it's it's, it's cool. It's cool. How's that? That's Not good. if you're the Russians. Yeah. Not, <laughs> Not so much fun if you play the Russians, but you know, and great wrote, times is the fence. I wrote a note here. There's several typos in this whole magazine. More than in a journal today. Yeah. So Chaz, much better job proofreading. Mm-hmm. Well, plus they have spell check. Well, yeah, and, yeah. There's, and there's more print in these old magazines. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. There's a lot. But I kept going, count. oh, I could have caught that typo. I could have caught that. Now, the other one is the, um, not the Borders are Burning, but uh, oh, the Borders. Uh, Silent Death. Borders are Burning, maybe? Yeah, Borders are Burning. Mm-hmm. Where the Finns set up on the hill and the Russians charge up. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Right, that's yeah, love them both. And you're right, they're from Crescendo of Doom. Mm-hmm. And another shell in the tube, Robert Medro. Again, not a name I hear today, but no, he would back then he was the number cruncher. I believe he was the yeah. number cruncher guy. Here's all your stats, and I try to kind of mm-hmm. come up with a way to analyze this for you. Uh, so, um, obviously, an article about mortars. Yes, no. and it says infantry in a building, what percentage chance you have to mm-hmm. break them. Ah. In a motionless in the open, in the woods. And, of course, these are things we know now by playing. Right. I know to throw my mortar on the woods, neg yeah. one, then, then on a build, wooden building. But, um, but yeah, it's the number. Look at this. All number crunching charts. Mm-hmm. I didn't make any notes. It appears here. You get to the debriefing, which is your question and answer, your Q&A. Mm-hmm. An ad for... Oh, wait. Oh, you skipped an ad. Back wow. me up. Back me up. What's that, what's that ad for? ASL Gal. Oh, look at that, Jeff. Oh, is that a computer? Yeah. Yeah. Program? Wow. Did that ever come out? Yeah, it did. It did? 
You can see I wasn't a techie. Available for MS DOS, probably. Yeah. Wow. Lots it just of ads. Would it would it would do the die rolls, I think, and all the uh, kind of yeah things for you. I skipped that. And West of Elming, I yeah. didn't skip that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lots of ads. Ads for goodies. And there. the other part of my favorite thing at the, the end here. The yeah. What is that? Chronology of War. Chronology of War. What's that mean? Every scenario listed. Oh. From in order of their date. So you, thank goodness date. somebody did that, so I they don't have do to. They yeah. still do. Is it available now? I'm pretty sure it is. At least for the official scenarios, I don't think anybody's. Oh. I'm maybe you know what somebody's probably done somewhere. It for, you know, somewhere you can go and yeah, first one yeah. September first, nineteen thirty nine, into the fray, Poland, of course, right. And at that point in time, in eighty nine, the last one was Berlin, Germany, the fugitives, mm -hmm. May third, nineteen forty five. And a little ad for the British AFE cards, which I have also. Must have ordered those. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what's in the box. Ansel <clears throat> Annual 89. A lot of goodies in there. A lot there. of goodies. You can't yeah. get that anymore, though. No, you, no. No, you cannot. But if you can. If you can, maybe think about getting it. Why not? Yeah. Especially if you want to win a tournament. <laughs> if you, <you're> yeah. <laughs> if you want to win a tournament, get this. Hello, Jeff and Dave. This is Mark. I'm an ASL player from Switzerland. As you know, we have been in touch before, maybe a year ago or so. And um, I'm also the host of the Alpen Festival. Maybe you've read this somewhere. Um, I sent you some greetings from my vacation here in France. Um, I'm here with two friends uh, making a bicycle vacation. And we started off at Omaha Beach. So everything between Viaville and uh, Colville. And, uh, yeah, took a look at the beaches and also have a much better understanding now why the beach exits have been so important because the slopes there are really steep. So, um, yeah, it was really cool to see the everything, uh, on site and to remember some scenarios we played and, and so on. So this was a nice thing to do. And now we are at Pegasus Bridge. Um, I made a, a color copy of the historical map of the, uh, Pegasus Bridge, uh, game, um, it's a campaign game. And uh, the first, of course, had a cup of coffee in the Café Gondre, the first house that was liberated in the night of the 6th June. And then you walked around with this map, with this ASL map, and uh, looked at the buildings, which were still there. And it's like, oh, this is, this is Café Pico. This is Hex Z17. Oh, the, the woods behind it is still there. <laughs> so it really was really cool to see how everything evolved. Of course, there are much more houses along the road, but at least the riverfront is pretty much the same still. Uh, you can very well figure out, um, corresponding to the maps, what, what is located where. And it's also amazing how close the, the gliders came to the bridge. Uh, you see it sometimes on a photo, but if you're on site, it's, it's even more incredible how they did it. And, uh, and yeah, now we are in, in the museum, uh, of the, of the airborne landing and, and have a look at the everything, the original equipment. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, just wanted to send you some greetings from France and, um, I'm looking forward very much, of course, to my next Normandy scenario. And I can play in ASL and I uh, want to say, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Uh, you're making a good contribution to the ASL community. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next podcast. Okay, bye-bye from Normandy, France. Thank you, Mark, for sending that uh, voicemail to us. That is exactly the kind of trip Jeff and I dream about taking. And it just 
it's real exciting to hear that you're enjoying it at that level. We know we will also. Uh, this is just Dave checking in now, and I promised Jeff we'd add a little bit more to the show and get a uh, full quality program to you in terms of timeliness. And I did a little research on the trip flares. It was a section we had skipped earlier when we did the Pacific Theater work. And I believe Dave Timmon and I had a scenario where we needed to use trip flares. So I went ahead and looked up the rules and, and wrote this out for the listener. All right, trip flares. First of all, they're placed in jungle, bamboo, with wire, or in ponji locations. And then you record the grid coordinate and the number of the flares in that grid coordinate. Now, any units that are non-dummy units, and they're on the ground, of course, expending movement factors or movement points in that hex or searching, that means the owner of the flares makes a die roll. If it costs two movement factors to enter that hex, you still do just one check, not two checks for the two movement factors. Now this does not include moving through a trench that would be like below the wire or something or um, uh, on a path, a trail break that's created during play because that would already I guess detonate the trip flares or placing smoke doing a stop, a point to stop or delay points, none of those count also of course so this die roll that is made, you roll it before the defensive first fire. You roll it right away. They move into the hex, roll it. It's neg four if using a road or a path through the hex. And the die roll, if it is, it's leaderless. And if it is less than or equal to the number of flares that you placed in the hex, that means you set them off and you place a flare counter in a location, in the location. And it's, of course, minus four, because you're rolling less than or equal to the number of flares, because you probably put them on the road in the path. So it's more likely to set them off on a road or a path. Then looking at rule G.8A, the effects of this trip flare. Well, it illuminates the ground level in the hex, and all adjacent hexes, including pillboxes, an exception if they're in a depression. And then it's kind of funky, you got to read the rule there. It goes along the sides, of, like, okay, um, to the left and the right of the depression hex in that depression, adjacent depression. So I guess you got to kind of read that. And it's placed during the movement phase, of course. The player moved in, the defender made the roll lower than the number of the trip flares, and it goes off. So there's a, if it's placed during the movement phase, there's a red on white side up um, ink, red ink on a white side. You place that part up and you remove it after the close combat phase. Now it can also be placed during the close combat phase and the advance as they move into the hex or during a route if they move through a hex. And in that case, you place it with purple ink on the white side up instead of the red ink on the white side. And you remove it in the next player turn, player turn's advance fire phase. 
along with any first or final fire uh, markers. So again, purples on the first and final fire. Look, the colors designate when the counters come off. Now, of course, this guy just moved into the hex, and the defender made the roll. And so the question is, is he now lit up immediately? And the answer is yes. The movement factor, movement point expenditure that sets off the trip flare is considered made in illumination. So he will be, like, revealed according to the illuminating rules at night and so on. Right? That action, he's eliminated. He can't say that he's hiding and or not moving and therefore wouldn't be seen according to any of the other kind of rules. And then uh, the triggering of the trip flare lowers the remaining number of flares in the hex by one because it one was set off. Or it's lowered by two if the neg four applied and a vehicle caused it. So if it was on the road and a vehicle caused it, it set off uh, two of the flares, I guess. You know, the, the illumination is not cumulative, and so it's just a bigger tank going down the road. It's going to set off more flares. If a high explosives um, FFE, original KIA die roll in the hex, it eliminates all the trip flares. They all just big blast of FFE goes off, explosions, and all the little trip flares go off, shooting up into the air, I guess. And, um, Although it doesn't say you place it, it just eliminates the trip flares. Maybe it just breaks the little strings and trip wires off of them. I guess think of it that way instead. An original K result eliminates one of the trip flare um, from the hex. And, and then if you run a bombardment into the area, uh, the flares have a 7 morale and they take a morale check. And one flare is gone or eliminated for each multiple of one by which the normal morale check failed. So if you fail it by a lot, a lot of flares are gone. If you fail it by one, one flare is gone. And then, of course, lastly here, um, searching and uh, recon reveals the presence of the trip flares, but not the number of trip flares. I think that's how the minefields work also. You can find, oh, there's a mine here, or there's a trip flare like wire here, but I don't know how many of them are in this area. And that's the way trip flares would work. And I think Dave and I did all this work, and then none of the trip flares were ever triggered, actually. It was for one of the Suicide Creek uh, games that we had played. And so that's the little presentation on trip flares for you. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're just going to wrap it up, and thanks, everybody, and well, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good thanks, Bob. Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah, Very good to see you. Yeah. All right, bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. And in the meantime, roll low. And rally well. But not, but not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bang bang when you were kids? My wife thought it was kind of scary.